listening to a mini Batcast. Uh, I am Leslie, and with no, you're not. Always is Mary. <laughs> That's right. We have new, um, I guess, call signs where I am going to be Rubber Duck, and you are going to be Pigpen. Pigpen. Although and... I really think if I get to pick my own call sign, I would rather be Spock. That's not in the song. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the, Marianne was apparently listening, or were you just thinking of Convoy, or you were listening to it? I don't know. Okay, here's what happened. What had happened was, what had happened was somehow Convoy came up in conversation, and so I listened to it, and it was stuck in my head for like four days, and so I listened to it a whole lot more, and I kept introducing it into conversations, because that's what you do when things are stuck in your head, you know? Mm-hmm. We've got to little old convoy and somehow I mentioned it to you I think NIM and then you started listening to it and then suddenly those were our names so I like being rubber duck because I want to be the one who puts the hammer down you can totally put the hammer down okay and and you can sing rubber ducky from Sesame Street I can although that's yeah well that was also a novelty tune yeah. Um, like Convoy. I'll link the Convoy. Uh, I'm really, really glad that you're going to link the Convoy. Yeah, that way we can infect all of our listeners with this preposterous novelty song that came out, I think it was in the 70s, wasn't it? It was in the 80s. I, I think it was the 70s. Um, I feel the power of Google is, uh, is, is right yeah, there. Basically, it's, the, it's a song, it's like a goofy novelty track about truck drivers and, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's basically impossible to take seriously, and that's kind of the point. 1975 um, became awesome. a number one song on both the country and the pop charts in the USA. And you and I weren't even born yet. I know. It's amazing that there was a world before us. It's it's true. <laughs> It's it's all like it's all CB radio stuff though because I guess that was the height of the CB radio craze and everybody yeah. having it not just truckers. My dad is a trucker. Aww. Now he built golf courses and decided one day that he was going to drive trucks. I don't even know. So maybe he heard Convoy. Maybe, maybe the power of Convoy is such that it inspires people to change careers. The whole, like, bears thing is what kills me. Yeah, bears are... Even had a bear in the air. Bears are police officers, so far as I know. Yes. Um, And the narrator of the song is Rubber Duck, which is the the name that I chose. And we had initially said... I think you originally thought that, you know, one of his counterparts was Big Ben. I I actually... Go ahead. No, I I thought that's what it said. I've been listening to it for four days, and that was what I, I kept hearing. And I, I get that Pigpen is appropriate because the trucker in question is, quote, hauling hogs to his <laughs> truck full of, of pigs. So Pigpen makes sense, but I kind of like Big Ben better. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't want to be well I mean Pigpen was not the coolest ever Peanuts character yeah, either. I, yeah, that's I I will always associate the pig pig the word Pigpen in any context I will associate with Peanuts. So I think maybe that's yeah, part of what's holding me back there, but yeah, that was a little diversion. What we're really supposed to be talking about <laughs> is uh our closets. 
and rearranging our closets um, for maximum clothing accessibility. And um, this, we sort of threw this out as like a possible mini fat cast topic, and a bunch of people were like, oh my god, yes, do it. So now we're going to do it. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you want to start off if you had something specific, or I could tell the story of my closet's um, untimely demise a year ago. Well, I think that we should provide a framework for this in that we're both kind of clothes horses. Kind of. Okay, we're both fucking clothes horses, and we're <laughs> fat, so our clothes are big. Mm-hmm. So they take up lots of room. You yeah. see where I'm going with that? Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so I have been, I am pretty aggressive about the whole, if you haven't worn it, Marianne, for a year, it doesn't belong in your closet. And if I haven't worn it for six, well, if I haven't worn it for six months, it doesn't belong in my closet. And if it doesn't belong in my closet, I don't really have anywhere else to put it. I've got a big pile. <laughs> But I've been going through everything with, like, a really militant, if I haven't worn it in six months, it's gone kind of approach to things now. And since we don't really have seasons, um, except for the two weeks of terrible winter we're enduring right now, um, you know, it's not like I have a winter wardrobe and a summer wardrobe. I've got three sweaters that I wear twice a year, (laughs) and then I've got everything else. You know, maybe if you yeah, so had have, more cold weather clothing, it wouldn't be so damn cold during your maybe two, your two fucking you weeks of Florida winter. <laughs> maybe your face wouldn't be so cold. You <laughs> <laughs> it. Alrighty. <laughs> I'm layering. Oh my god. And but so like that's my current project. I've got a dresser. I've got a closet. I've got. A lot more clothes than storage space. Mm-hmm. So culling the the herd, as it were, has become something of a of a project. Yeah, y'all. I don't know what to do with my shoes. <laughs> well, this this actually segues into my um my sad closet story, which happened last. And this is this is actually sort of segues into the whole. Um, well, it doesn't really, it's not really a segue, but it, it connects with, you know, the, the fat cast we did about breaking stuff yes. because I, my fatness actually did kind of break my closet. <laughs> um, and it's true because you had brought up the fact that fat clothes are, take up more space and they do. And they're a lot fucking heavier <laughs> too, because there's more fabric involved. Yes. And I, I basically, um, every year for Thanksgiving, and I think I talked about this on the Spending the Holidays with Your Family, Fat Cats, but every year for Thanksgiving, um, my family will come to Boston, and um, usually for a few days, and I make Thanksgiving dinner, and we, you know, hang out and do touristy stuff. Yeah. Um, last Thanksgiving, and I, it's inter- I'd forgotten that it actually happened on Thanksgiving until this past holiday because um it occurred to me like oh yeah my parents were there and the only time they're there is when you know is during this holiday yeah so we were at um you know it's just normal thanksgiving day and reading hors d'oeuvres and drinking and hanging out and you know just doing thanksgiving stuff and dennis my husband came into we had the the um our bedroom door closed so because we have a cat that is not real great with uh strangers and um so we had our bedroom door closed and dennis came in to get something or do i don't know what he came in here for but for whatever reason he came in 
and looked in the closet and came out and got me and said, um, you need to go into the bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, okay, why? And he's like, just go, just look. And he refused to tell me what had happened. And I'm like, is what, what, I don't understand. And so I come in here and I look in the closet and the whole closet has like, it was like someone built a black hole in the closet floor <laughs> and everything just got sucked into it, including the shelf, including the clothes rod. Everything was just like ripped off the wall. And it was admittedly not the best, you know, it was that white, you know, coated wire crap that comes, you know, standard in, in yeah. a lot of you know, homes when they're new. That's perfectly adequate for most other clothes. It probably is for, you know, normal people or for people who don't I'm just saying, I've never broken a closet. Yeah, well, this, this, I was actually pretty impressed. And in my yeah. defense, when I um, ultimately had to rebuild, um, I discovered that they literally, this crap was in, in the wall with like these tiny little plastic anchors. And anybody who knows anything about hanging something in a wall I was actually amazed that it, it held up for as long as it did in retrospect because it really was not held in by very much of anything at all. So the whole thing was down, all of my clothes, and I hadn't actually realized how overstuffed the closet was until I had to take everything out of it. And so, you know, I, I basically, I'm standing there looking at my ruined closet. Um, my husband just sort of walks away because he doesn't know what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> I, and I finally, I'm like, go get my mom. <laughs> and my mom comes in and looks and is like, okay. And she's trying really hard not to laugh, I think. And because my mom, I, I am pretty sure, has broken a closet or yeah. three in her life because um, she's just as bad as I am. So, well, it's you know. totally one of the strangest text messages I've ever gotten. <laughs> what was the text message? Because I forget. The the text message was something just like, Marianne, something terrible has happened. I've broken my closet. <laughs> and I was, you know, it was the holidays. I think I was visiting family or something then, too. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But she seems very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, oh, I mean, like I said, at first, my first reaction was to sort of chuckle. My second reaction was, oh, my God what am I going to do without a closet? And we started, I mean, literally, it was like a, a bucket brigade of clothing where we just started picking everything up. And at first we piled them on the bed, but then the pile on the bed was like five feet tall. <laughs> so I was like, okay, shit, this isn't going to work. So we started bringing stuff into the guest room. And there's a closet in the guest room, but it has a bunch, we use it for storage, so it has a bunch of other stuff in it. So I hung up some stuff in what little space I had in the guest room, and the rest I just peeped and piled on the futon in there and I literally had like this this I don't even want to tell you how tall the stack was it was like the the leaning tower of clothing <laughs> and it was it was it was one of those things one of those moments in your life where you think wow I have bought so much fucking shit <laughs> like, I want to know I don't think I've ever asked you I want to know how often you think you like rewear things if you had to wear something a different dress every day how long could you go without repeating um i recently counted um all my dresses the the probably about six months ago because i was again i i do closet reorganization pretty often now yeah because the the 
the happy ending to the story was that I rebuilt my clo- my closet custom with better, shelves faster, all- stronger. Totally, it's bionic as fuck, y'all. It is like there's two levels, and I have shelves like all down the left side for all of my shoes, and it's really it's really fucking sweet. Um, I'm very happy with the results. So to some extent, I'm sort of perversely glad that it happened. Although I still live in terror that um, this closet is going to come down. <laughs> like I will, I will, I swear I have like, tra- I have like closet trauma where I will frequently, probably once a week, will sort of like part the clothing and like feel along the, because it has a million braces and I use like twice as many anchors as you're supposed to just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Um, I will like go through and like check all of the bracing that's, you know, sort of anchored into the wall <laughs> and feel like if anything feels loose at all. <laughs> Like, just, I want warning if it's going to happen again. You know what? We do preventative maintenance on our cars. Maybe that should be a thing in people's closets. (laughs) Preventative, yeah, just to, you know, predict the future, I guess. Well, Um, I mean, you don't want anything bad to happen to your closet again. Yeah. Well, the other other weird thing was some of my clothes actually were injured by the explosion. (laughs) <laughs> which means I actually had to put a couple of dresses down <laughs> because I'm having just... terrible, terrible flashbacks to like watching old Yeller as a child. <laughs> there was nothing that could be done for him. I mean, really, <laughs> what happened? Like, what? How did? How does a dress get injured? Um, I think some of it got like maybe when it fell, some of it got hooked on because the the actual wire structure didn't all come down in at the same rate and in the same direction and i think some of it might have gotten like hooked or or stuck when and and because of the pressure of all of the clothing because it was a really packed closet um it kept falling with the rest of the clothes but i had a couple of dresses that seemed to get hooked on one of the broken parts and just ripped and yeah, unfortunately, two of them didn't even, it wasn't even like just, you know, a strap broke. It was, they ripped yeah. in ways that I couldn't, I could not <laughs> rebuild. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm I'm over it now. <laughs> With and your I have bionic this, closet. Yeah, I have this excellent new closet that, you know, hopefully will not uh, betray me in the same way. Yeah. But, uh, I like I said, I, I counted, um, I, I think, I, I seem to remember I have, I think, uh, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. It's somewhere on my Twitter feed because I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of fucking dresses." <laughs> I have I have over twenty black dresses, exclusively in black. Um, other colors are are less common, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have over or at least dresses that are primarily black. Yeah, because some of them have you know other like yeah. type piping or prints or whatever yeah embroidery that sort of thing yeah yeah but yeah so that was in the 20 range um i really don't keep there's only a couple of dresses that i keep that i don't wear that often and and um those are primarily it's because they're kind of formal yeah and i don't have that much reason to wear them very often but overwhelmingly most of the stuff i do wear i may not wear it more than once a month but I do wear it, and I don't. There's not much in my closet that I haven't worn at least once in the past year. I mean, the the difference is, I may only wear it once, yeah, <laughs> over the course of a year. And I'm I'm less bad. I'm I'm less responsible about purging, 
uh, I think because there have been so many instances <clears throat> in which I have gotten caught up in like a purge frenzy. Yeah. And then later was like, oh my God, why did I get rid of that? <laughs> I, I totally understand that. Like, I think that it's so hard to find stuff. It's the instinct is to hold on to all of it. I mean, that's, that's one reason why I practice it so frequently mm-hmm. because sometimes it is stuff that totally fits, but that I hate. Yeah. Or stuff that fits or is complete. I mean, my, my style is so eclectic. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to look at something and go, that's not my style at all. But I mean, it happens and, uh, it should probably happen more frequently mm-hmm. instead of, no, I can totally make that thing work. Sure, it's seven years old and I've never worn it. But, you know, my tendency is if something fits, I should keep it. Except that's not really how it has to work. Yeah. yeah. And that, is... I think, is both a response to not being able to find stuff and to not being able to afford stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think that that's sort of the hoarding impulse that yeah. a lot of us have that, you know, if you find something, even if you're not sure that you like it, if it fits, it's like, well, I need to squirrel this away just in case. And I've actually done that with fancier dresses. Yeah. Um, you know, just to be like, because it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't always have a huge, I mean, if I had, even if I had a huge amount of, of uh, warning prior yeah. to a formal event, I still don't necessarily know I'm going to find something that I like in my size, yeah. which and, and the result of that is that when I do find a formal dress in my size that's affordably priced, I tend to buy it. Um, I This actually just happened at, I think, TJ Maxx, like <clears throat> right back in October before. Um, in October, I went to New York because I was honored as part of a uh, um, feminist press gala where I'm I was I'm apparently one of 40 feminists under 40 that they thought was worth saying something about which is awesome and humbling and and also very strange for me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I had about like a little over a month of notice actually might have been like a month and a half I don't know um but I had a reasonable amount of notice and I kind of just put the whole dress question out of my mind yeah. Because I was like, I, I'm just, you know, this is going to be stressful and I don't really want to think about it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I probably have something <clears throat> that I can, like, you know, repurpose. Make, make work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that I can certainly, I'll have a black dress that I can, <laughs> you know, do something <laughs> with. And, um, right, and I wound up ordering something for me, Shockey, which I actually completely loved. And, I mean, as much as I've ever loved any formal well not really formal like cocktail dress that I've ever had but the week before I was going um I was at TJ Maxx and I found another sort of cocktail dress and I it was on clearance and it was in my side and and I just didn't even think I just bought it yeah like I you never know you know (laughs) you don't ever know I mean it's 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 kind of ridiculous but yeah Damn, well, you I, said he's shocked you, and I opened a window, and they're doing the shades of gray thing right now. Uh-huh. And I'm a little obsessed with gray right now. <laughs> like, curse you, Ishakti. They don't cut the bust big enough. That's so, good. They should not cuss, cut the bust. No, they should not. Any bigger. <laughs> it's perfect for you. There's a long, ruffly cardigan that, that you may want to take a look at. Ooh. I need to stop this now. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was looking at, at Asos um, right before. Uh, we got on Skype 
And I, <laughs> I had to close the window because I'm like, no, 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 it's the last thing I need right now. It's the last thing on earth. Well, somebody, um, somebody was talking to me about budgets, and they were like, and then you budget this month, you know, you budget for clothes. And I'm like, well, A, you know, it's it's not a regular expense. Yeah. It's I I buy the clothes when I find them because I'm not going to find them again. Yeah. You know, you have to budget a little bit differently. Um I'm sort of on the cusp uh because of my boobs especially of <laughs> and my ass of not being able to fit into store sizes. Mm-hmm. So if I find something in a store and, you know, unending love for Avenue lately, mm-hmm. you know, I'm buying the hell out of their stuff because they're not going to have it. Yeah. You know, it'll go away and then I will be shit out of luck. Yeah, I tend to, I have um, a line item and actually both my husband and I do for just a vague, like spending money every month, which, yeah. you know, normally will go to things like going out to dinner or seeing a movie or, you know, having a drink or, you know, whatever, like social yeah. spending crap. Or if I want to go spend, you know, a bunch of money at Barnes and Noble on books, then that's where that comes from. Yeah. Um, and that's also like, I never, which my husband has recently actually sort of called me out on that and been like, you know, we budget money for clothes for me. Why don't we do it for you? And he's sort I've never, like, I've always just spent my, this sort of like mad money because I always think I don't really need the clothes. Yeah. Um, I buy the clothes because it's fun and I enjoy it. My husband buys clothes because to cover his nakedness basically for <laughs> because like, they want him to wear pants at work. Yeah. They're purely functional for him. There's not, there's no yeah. joy in his clothing purchases at all. Um, I actually wind up buying most of his clothes and then he just sort of, you know, like passes judgment and I return Where's stuff. That? That, yeah. And well, sometimes occasionally he will hate something and I'll have to return it. Most of the, most of the stuff I think I'm, I've gotten pretty good at picking out stuff that he won't hate, but you know, that's, that's something that we do budget for him, but we don't budget for me. And I've tried to, you know, think like, you know, well, if I need bras, then, you know, that, that is sort of a necessity. I don't need another dress. Like even I can't argue that I need another <laughs> dress. But, you know, I can't argue that I need a bra or I can't argue that I need tights because yeah. I wear them every day in the winter or, you know, like, act- or like, you know, if if I have a, you know, my favorite black cardigan gets destroyed, then I can, you know, sort of justify in my head, well, I do need to replace that because I wear it all the time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, um, I totally forgot where we were going with this. <laughs> I'm not sure awesome... where you were going with it either. Yeah, this is going to be a totally fucking awesome. No, podcast. we were talking about budgeting. Oh, right, 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 and That's how right. when you're, especially on the larger side of fat, you have to. It, it it's it's you don't you sh- you opportunity shop. Yeah, you know, I I rarely set out with a specific goal in mind, and when I do, I it ends in tears. <laughs> it's true. It's so it's, sad. Yeah. It uh, it sucks a lot, actually, <laughs> now well, that is, I think about it. This is why I have, I mean, I don't just have a closet. I also have an Ikea wardrobe um, separate from the closet, which yeah. also has dresses in it. Now, admittedly, I don't really use drawers for pretty much anything except for, like, like leggings and underpants. Um, I, I, that, you know, pretty much everything, even cardigans, I tend to hang up just because... I like having them all. I don't I don't like having like things folded in a drawer because all I can see is what's on top. 
Yeah. I like to be able to sort of open my closet and have this rainbow of options in front of me. Um, I like that, too. I just don't have enough closet space. Yeah. So the only thing I have in my closet is dresses and skirts. Mm-hmm. And instead of folding the skirts over the hanger, which inevitably causes the hanger to eventually buckle, uh-huh. um, I have skirt clips. Oh, smart. Like, I bought I bought Target out of skirt clips. <laughs> <laughs> At one point. And they take up more room because mm-hmm. it's, you know, because of the clippy things. But it's not, like, I'm not gaining any more space by folding them over the hanger because then the doubled up bulk of the skirt takes up the space and you get that weird foldy line. So yeah. that's the only thing in my closet. Well, I also have a couple of costumey things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have... Aw winter coat for the rare occasions when I need it. Um, I've got <laughs> I've got a hoop like a like a hoop skirt hoop. I'm looking at my closet right now. I've got an Edwardian formal ball gown, <laughs> and just I, there, it's this dress. I can't even describe it. I got it at a costume shop. It was an impulse buy. I have a couple of um, big ass petticoats. Mm-hmm. that I kind of have this love-hate relationship with in, in so far as I love actually wearing them. Not that I get the opportunity that often, but when I do, um, I really love wearing them. But they are such a bitch to store <laughs> because they take up so much freaking room. Like, like it, it's like, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's this big poof of fabric. And no matter how much you push it into the back of the closet, it just keeps popping back out again. I, I don't even try. I have a full-length crinoline that's blue and yellow, and it goes in a cardboard box. That's smart. Maybe I should just stuff it in a box and... Yeah. Stuff it in it. a box. Then when you open the box, it explodes out. And oh, that it's really... sounds like fun. <laughs> it totally is. It's like a jack-in-the-box, only not horrible and traumatizing. <laughs> and only I then have, you wear like... it and you're like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a black netting one that I actually do have hanging up because it's on like a really thick elastic waistband that mm-hmm. means it drapes well. And then I have a really short one that's pink and gray. Oh, my God. I have, like, a selection of crinolines. <laughs> and that one I actually have hanging in Ed's closet because I don't have room for it. But it needs to go in a box, too. Oh, see? This is a difference, though. You have your you and Ed have separate closets? We do have separate closets. See, I actually share my closet with my husband. Well, they're very small closets. Um, so, are, well, so are ours. I mean, that was one of the things that this – we went from our old apartment had one to – three, four walk-in closets, and then another three sort of standard, you know, door non-walk-in closets. Yeah. And then we moved here, and we have two tiny sort of like, you know, folding door closets that are not walk-in, and then we have a tiny, tiny coat closet in the hall, and that is it. We have, um, each space is probably three feet across, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I have a wooden shelf. Okay, we're talking about closet organization. I, I've, I, I keep trying shit and it keeps not working because I'm actually really bad at putting things away. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I'm truly, truly terrible at is matching socks and folding underpants because what the fuck? And the top drawer of my dresser, you know, is, is valuable real estate for the things I need to fold because I'm folding all of my shirts. 
pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of pants, and I blame you for this, really. Um, I used to wear a lot more pants, but now my pants collection has shrunk. Well, my skirt collection has just exploded. Happily take the blame for that. I'm I'm proud to take the blame for that. Well, I, I tried lobbying. I am lobbying for a pants-free world. I tried on a pair of pants the other day, and I was like, these are just not shaped at all correctly for my body. <laughs> these are stupid. And then I put my dress back on, and I was happy. And I looked like fifty times better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're all all told how easy pants are. And I mean, I still love jeans, but the pants aren't really any easier than the dresses. Pants totally suck. So. I hate them. I'm, I don't know if I'm willing to go like that hard they, in anti-pants law. I am, I am a hard liner in, in <laughs> anti-pantsism. I like separates. Yeah, that's Skirts you and, you and I are... are differ in that respect but mostly that's mostly because um it is almost impossible for me to fit separates um i have a i have long legs and a long torso and yet a psychotically short waist (laughs) which it's like people just don't make clothes for that body (laughs) see i have problems with dresses that are supposed to be tailored that's mm -hmm. why i gave you that shirt dress like my top is smaller than my bottom Mm -hmm. so like if something fits in the hips, even though I am large busted, it may not fit there, and it's totally not going to fit in the shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I like separates, yeah. but I have dresses and skirts. Like those are the rule; those go in the closet. Mm-hmm. And I have this shelf with like seven. We found it on the side of the road. I mean, <laughs> it's got seven <laughs> shelves. Um, and I can put baskets on the shelves. So I've got like tights in a basket and underpants and bras in a basket and my fluvogs sit on their own shelf and I have a Viking helmet. So that goes on a shelf. That's an important fashionless um, accessory. Well, I, I haven't figured out hat storage yet. Um, I have, I have some fairly complex hat storage needs. But no, really, you need the Viking helmet with an arm's reach at all times. I like to wear it around the house. <laughs> it totally does not surprise me. It's a good cooking hat, Leslie. <laughs> oh, and if anyone comes to visit your home, me. you can scare them away. <laughs> I'm glaring at you. This is why this should be a video podcast. I know. The seriously. face I am making at you right now. We're missing out. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I have a shelf for my Viking helmet mm-hmm. um, and a shelf for random pants that I, I can't get to the bottom drawer of the dresser yet. Um, <laughs> it's obscured by clothes. And then I have, like, a giant pile of shoes. And you that's have... Sorry. That, that, that's, that's the cloth. Well, I guess there's some shelves, but the shelves have, like, feather boas and stuff on them. I have a feather bow, and I'm not sure what... I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm not sure what I did with it. Oh. Because I used to keep it draped over the wardrobe from Ikea. Oh. And um, it's And then I, I remembered moving it because it was getting so dusty. And for those who don't know, a feather bow is kind of a bitch to clean. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'll put this somewhere where it won't get so dusty. And I have no idea where that person put the bow up. <laughs> Well, I have a black marabou one, a vintage 
off-white, ginormous one that's incredible. And then I have a purple one, and then I have a green one. Mine is this beautiful sort of, it's big and thick and fluffy, it's beautiful burgundy, yeah. um, which was very unusual, because a lot of times they tend to be either black, white, or like really bright colors. Yeah. And um, I got this for Halloween, like I, it was some time when I was an undergrad, and my costume, like I got it, like my a friend and I were just out like at the, you know, one of the Boston Halloween shops, there's there's a couple, oh, what's it called, I forget, it's costume something, um, that's near Chinatown. Um, it's an awesome, awesome costume store, and they have, like, really amazing high-quality stuff sometimes, and we found these boas, and they were, like, so nice, and they were really expensive, and we bought them, but, like, our costumes consisted of little more than we were wearing feather boas, (laughs) 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 which, you know, I did wind up wearing, you know, to nightclubs for many years thereafter, but, yeah, that was the story of my my feather boa purchase was, you know, I think I just wanted one and I figured I would use Halloween as an excuse to buy one. I think that feather boas are amazing and that it's really fun to, well, I also think it's, it's a good idea to have a tiara just in case. So see, I'm lacking a tiara and that always surprises me. Okay. So the next time we're in New York, I have to take you to the store that my friend Jeanette, hi Jay, took me to this last time. Um, she calls it the bling store. Mm-hmm. Everything is covered with rhinestones and they have a whole like display case full of tiaras and scepters. Oh, and see, it's all now, super cheap. I like the idea of a scepter. Yeah, they were probably hot. more than I like the idea of a tiara because I could actually hit someone with a scepter. I was making a side table this weekend and we had to go to the store for some nuts, mm-hmm. which I got to tell you, <laughs> apparently I really am 12 years old because I still can't say it with a straight face. I'm like, <laughs> we're going for nut caps. <laughs> what, what, what's that? Some acorn nuts. <laughs> so, but I was carrying around this table leg and I was like, oh, we need to bring cudgels back into style. <laughs> I I totally agree with you. (laughs) You can totally have a scepter, and I will have a hot pink table leg, and it'll be great. And we'll go out and beat some ass. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Actually, you had mentioned tights before, and I did want to talk a little bit about that, because last night, um, I'm one of those, like, psychotic nerdy people who will... Um, well, I guess it's not really psychotic so much as it's like, sort of... It's it's not psychotic. It's just sort of, you know, nerdy, I guess. Um, where I will actually plan several days of outfits in advance. Um, yeah, I, I do that. I never understand you. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do that. And I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> See, I and, can't do that with clothes. I can't do that with food, which is where I fall down on packing lunches. Because if I pack a lunch the night before or even the morning of, by the time lunch rolls around, I'm like, what the shit is this? I don't want to eat this. I can only do that with food if I'm in a very specific sort of frame of mind. Like, there are some months where I'm very good about that, and there are some months where I'm just horrible. But the thing with clothes is that if I – hang on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm still getting over that freaking cold. Um, you and your pertussis. If I <laughs> if I don't um, plan what I'm going to wear, I will have like a breakdown in the morning. 
when I'm trying to get dressed. And I, I'm convinced this is a big part of the reason why I have 20-something black dresses, because I, I've collected them as a safeguard on days where I did not have time to put together an outfit um, mm-hmm. ahead of time, because I could always pull out a black dress and wear it with, like, bright tights and boots, and I'm, you know... Yeah. I, I look like myself. and um, But, yeah, so I plan outfits in advance. And um, last night I was planning outfits for the rest of the week because I only had time to do Monday and Tuesday over the weekend. And um, You're so I... ridiculous. It's adorable. <laughs> I love it. And I was looking for, like, specific pairs of tights. And I actually, like, I couldn't tell. And I have a lamp, like, right on the dresser in question that has my tights in it. Of course and you do. I couldn't find like black versus brown versus navy. Now the brighter colored ones it's not really a problem. But I also have a million pairs of black tights that are like textured and there are some that are more comfortable than others that you yeah. know I might wear for a longer day or whatever. Um and I I I you know, this has been, and as I was sort of digging and digging and digging and pulling, basically, because every time I need to find a pair of tights, I inevitably wind up pulling all the tights out of the drawer. And, like, like this makes me sound totally unstable. But, like, I, I just, out of frustration, I will wind up pulling them all out and getting a flashlight and shining the flashlight on the fucking tights to find the pair that I want. And I did this last night, and I kept thinking, there has to be a better way. My riffed idea... Yes, and that's maybe you should explain what that is in case. People okay, don't. I, I call I I don't know how we started calling them rifids. RFID chips are those things that are kind of big brothery. You know, they're tracking devices, <laughs> and they contain a lot of information that sometimes maybe you don't want to share with things that have random tracking scanner things in them. But I was thinking of more positive uses for this technology, and I was like, you know what? If I could embed Riffids in every single black shirt I own, then when I have the pile of black clothing, I can just run a scanner over it, and the scanner will say, this is your roughly black V-neck, instead of, all of your shirts are black, baby, which is what my husband says to me when I say, baby, I'm looking for my black shirt. Because, you know, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't care. That's brilliant. So I really think, I really think this is like the wave of the future. If you keep your clothes in a pile, as sometimes happens, you can just run it over there and it's like, oh, here's that black dress as you opposed to the other black dresses you know what though even if it's not in a pile i think that would be useful um because i do this i do this all the time where in the black or otherwise dark colored dress portion and i organize my dresses by color um don't ask me why i just do actually i organize them by (laughs) whether they are solid or patterned um and solids go together and then patterns go together um whether they have sleeves or don't which obviously in Boston is is sort of important because if it's sleeveless, I'm going to have to layer something in the winter or the fall or the spring (laughs) for that (laughs) matter. Um, So sleeveless is separate. So like within like, you know, solids, I will have um, solid dresses with sleeves, solid dresses without sleeves, um, printed dresses with sleeves, printed dresses without sleeves. And sometimes within those sections, I will um, further organize them by what color they are and by their length. <laughs> so, <laughs> which you see, makes... my, mine are just as organized. I just have a completely different schema. 
Well, the thing, the hell of it is, is that all of the black dresses always wind up together for because they're solid. And I, I think I only have like two black dresses that don't have sleeves. And, you know, even in my closet hanging up, I can't always find the black dress that I have in my head yeah. that I'm looking for. So I feel like having some sort of, which again, I actually have a little LED flashlight that I keep in my closet <laughs> so that I can you know, locate like, like I'm a fucking like Indiana Jones searching <laughs> for the black dress of doom in my closet. I think that's amazing. It would be better if it was a torch. <laughs> I have maybe little... if I had secured the dress with a whip. <laughs> uh, this, this may well be the most um, <laughs> deranged podcast we have ever done. Well, it's our <laughs> lives. It's our everyday lives. And I have little subsections, so I can't judge. Okay. Like, I have the the dresses that I wear the most often to work if I'm running late and I don't want to think about putting on clothes. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, on the left or the right. It's in the middle. Okay. And then I have, like, my little group of velvet dresses. <laughs> I have like five. <laughs> no, that's a good subsection. I I I support that choice. Yeah, it's none of my stuff is organized, but like the the Edwardian ball gown is off in its own little corner. But everything else is kind of mixed in, rather more by texture than level of formality, mm-hmm. because I tend to wear like some things that might be considered more cocktaily to work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the um the blue velvet Beth Ditto dress, I totally wear that to work. I just dress it down with my accessories. It's worth noting, though, that if you wore that, and people are free to argue with me, I feel like wearing that to work up here would be less unusual than doing it in Florida because nobody wears velvet in Florida, yeah. really. Like, unless you're goth or a texture kind of fetishist. <laughs> well, I like... I like mixing more formal things in with my my yeah. style or whatever. So I have, you know, I have, I have a bunch of velvet dresses. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I love, I mean, I, I, I don't wear, which is ironic because it is warm. I don't wear much of it myself, but I think you, you rock the fucking velvet. I like it. And I like to wear it with shiny things. Um, and then I've got, like, shiny dresses and... Dresses that are a li- like not work appropriate in that they're really specifically designed for going clubbing, <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't sit down at work in them. It's I, a- sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like that's that's not as big a section as it used to be, mm-hmm. but uh, that section does still exist. It took me um, forever to get comfortable wearing the ruffled Ishakti dresses that I have. Um, to work because of the ruffles. And um, they're also not just because of that. I mean, for people who aren't familiar with the dress, it's sort of fitted on top. And then the skirt is like three-tiered ruffles. It's it's basically, I had the same dress in like stonewashed denim in, you know, middle school. And I love the shit out of it. It's and, a fan-fucking-tastic dress. Yeah. And All I have four versions have, of it that you have. I have well, I have three versions of it. <laughs> um, two of them, actually, all three of them are prints, but one is sort of like a dark denim. And for a while, like I was really, I I'm I'm I have weird rules about like personal rules about what I'll wear to work. Like I won't go sleeveless at work because even though I know other people who do, and I'm sure they're fine with it, 
for me, that's just like crossing a weird professional line. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel professional. And um, I'll do it with a cardigan or a jacket or something. Yes. If but I then something... I'm committed to wearing that cardigan all day. Yeah. I'll wear sleeveless stuff under, um, like you said, a jacket or a, or a sweater or whatever. But I will not take that sweater off just because I feel like it's, I don't know. And I know, that, I'm sure there are people like shaking their heads right now. Like, that's totally crazy. Um, well, I think for me, part of it comes from um, my grandparents um, are active churchgoers. And when I lived with them, therefore, I was an active churchgoer. Uh, <laughs> um, and there were just certain rules about what it meant to dress up. Mm-hmm. And the rules change, you know, when you get to the very formal side of things, when things are strapless and sleeveless and mm-hmm. spaghetti straps and that sort of thing. But dressing up... You know, it's, well, for church, it, it conveyed a certain, there was a certain amount of modesty involved. And I, I think that sort of tumbles over into work as well, mm-hmm. where I have had issues with, well, that's too sexy for work. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, for me, it's rarely about, because very few of my clothes could actually qualify as sexy. Yeah. Um, really? Like, I maybe have a couple of dresses that would qualify. Most of what I wear is sort of um, quirky, I guess. Well, for lack like of your word. wrap dresses. I, I don't wear wrap dresses to work mm-hmm. um, because of the bust issue. I mean, I got sent home from work at, at an office. At, well, I got counseled. Um, and other you people were... counseled for having tits. I, it, that's really what it... <laughs> really what it boils down to but I wasn't in a place at that point where I could be like you know what other people are wearing this Mm -hmm. you're only penalizing me for this because I have boobs and I fill it out yeah you know so there are there are certain things like I'm I'm really aware of what might read as too sexy for an office environment and Mm -hmm. sleeveless for me falls into that category yeah well I mean I think arms are arms are kind of naked looking it's awesome I, I've never had, for obvious reasons, because I have tiny, tiny boobs, um, <laughs> I've never, that's, like, never been too much of a concern. Although, admittedly, there are times when, like, like you know, I'll be coming home from work and, and my husband will be like, wow, hello, cleavage. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't even think of myself as having breasts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're pretty small. Um, and I never have trouble fitting them. Like, they don't spill or anything like that in, in dresses. In fact, a lot of dresses I have to pass on because the bust is too big which is yeah a totally different problem but my primary concern for um hang on I have to cough again <coughs> excuse me um my primary concern with work and with the ruffle dresses was really length because I will wear short stuff without even thinking twice about it yeah um you know when I I've spent I've done this pretty much my whole life. Like, no matter what size I was, I've worn mini skirts, and I mean, seriously, mini skirts, when, yeah. <laughs> which actually used to get me a lot of attention back in the day. Well, there was a time when I did, but now, like, I'll be like, Leslie, I tried on a mini skirt, and you're like, what? Does it come to your knee? Well, that's and that's a funny thing that you and I have, where I I have this sort of vivid non-awareness of shortness, and the only time I really think about it is if I'm thinking about it in a work environment and Mm. you have this like way I don't want to say oversensitivity but like you have this this keen awareness of where a skirt is hitting you yes you know like and and you tend to like you'll send me pictures of stuff and be like oh my god it's so short and I'm like what are you talking about (laughs) 
Well, when I sit down, things ride up a lot. And I think I think part of our disconnect on that is that when I send you pictures, I'm usually standing up. But what's happened is that I've sat down in the fitting room and gone, I can feel the seat under my ass. <laughs> well, but nobody's looking at your ass if it's on a seat. so I know, but I think about that a lot. Like I think about the way our bodies change shape when we're doing different movements or in different positions yeah. and the way that affects our clothes. And sometimes I will get dressed for work from my closet, like, especially if I'm on my period or something, I will be like, okay, I'm going to be sitting, but I have to, like, stand in front of these people and do this presentation. So I need something that looks good standing up. Right. Or that is also comfortable sitting down. Mm -hmm. That's not too restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. What what ultimately wound up... um, you know, I sort of, I had I had these uh, ruffled dresses and I kept, like I was wearing them on weekends and I kept thinking, I hate having clothes that I can't wear to work. And this is, this is just me in general that I know a lot of people look very different at work than they do in their off hours. I tend to dress the same all the time, yeah. which you know, I've actually had people sort of make fun of me for that, that, you know, no matter the circumstances, I will, I will always be in a dress and I will probably look more dressed up than most of the people at any given event because that's just that's just how I do you you know what though I like that like I think it reflects that you're happy with your clothes yeah and I am people wear their work uniform to work and then they wear the clothes that they love on the weekend but I would much rather look a little different from everybody at work and look a little different from everybody I'm hanging out with and just be happy all the time yeah and so. what, what it ultimately came down with to me is I finally on, and I tend to wear the ruffle dresses on Fridays. I don't, yeah. I mean, we have like a denim Friday thing, which actually our particular office is not allowed to do, but um, it tends to be a little more casual. And I wore one of them on a Friday and I went in um, to like halfway through the day, I went in and said to my boss, like, hey, is this too short, you know, to wear to work? And she looked at me like I was stepped out of a spaceship from Mars <laughs> and she's like it's fine <laughs> and I mean it's about mid thigh and I, I tend to wear them particularly to work I will wear them with you know opaque tights or whatever yeah. just for um, professional reasons Yeah. and even though the tights may be like bright purple <laughs> for some reason in my head that's more professional and um, yeah so basically she said you know that's that's you're, 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 you're fine well, yeah, you're totally fine. You have nothing to worry about. And I was like, oh, sweet. So after that, like, I felt enabled. And yeah. I actually just the other day had someone, um, and this has happened a bunch of times, but it hasn't happened for a while, someone stopped me <laughs> in the hallway who I see pretty much every day, like not someone I work directly with, but, you know, who I see walking around, and said, do you own a pair of pants? <laughs> and I went, nope. Nope. <laughs> I do not own a pair of pants. Thank you. <laughs> you do not like them, Sam. Yeah. I am. No, I do not. Rubber duck. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Pig pen. <laughs> I, uh, I think that it's cool, though. I mean, in, I, I have not intentionally, like, moved away from pants with purpose. Mm-hmm. But I do think since, I think the, the, significant barrier to dresses and skirts for the fat ladies is the chub rub. Yeah. And when I found 
you know, a variety of solutions for that, th- there was no good reason to wear pants. Yeah. Like, the reason to wear pants was not to have to deal with chafing. Mm-hmm. Since I don't have to deal with chafing, <laughs> when I wear dresses or skirts, I have, you know, way more reasons to wear them now. They mm-hmm. look better. They're more comfortable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I actually have developed a, a basically like an undergarment uniform that I wear yeah. pretty much every day, unless it's like hot, which, I mean, never happens. Uh, <laughs> not by my standards anyway. And it consists of, depending on the season, it consists of either the Avenue bike shorts, which I don't, they keep taking away and then bringing back. And I don't know if they're currently taken away or brought back, but I think they're currently taken away and replaced with a squishinger version. Which, I mean, we'll sell the non-squishy ones online then. Yeah, if they made both versions, I wouldn't bitch about it. But last time I was in the store, I asked, and she's mm-hmm. like, people wanted more constriction. And I'm like, well, people are bad. Yeah. And, Basically- I mean, people who wear shape garments are not bad people. But it does make my life a lot more difficult when I can't find the seamless bike shorts. And can't we all, you know, get what we want out of this scenario? Like, <laughs> I mean, basically, the, the original Avenue bike shorts were a very lightweight, mostly spandex uh, short that was not, I mean, cotton bike shorts, like I used to get at, like, Walmart. Yeah. Were, they work, but eventually they rub through in the thighs. And they're kind of heavy and and sort of constricting which is what they're for i mean they're they're for yeah. cycling you know they're not they're not meant to be comfortable underneath another garment and well so they're the, also i mean they've got that waistband yeah and when exactly. you're wearing a dress the waistband shows through it does and avenue came up with these amazing seamless bike shorts and i felt and a bunch of us fell in love with them because they didn't squish um they didn't restricted all they weren't control garments at all although they were sort of i think avenue's problem here was that they tried to sell them like they were control garments yeah and they would like put them under the control garment section of the website and call it a control whatever and i'm wearing them right now and i am not controlled yeah i have i have a bunch of pairs that i have some of them have been mended like three or four times now because the the fabric at least from my experience wears like iron yeah. But occasionally you can get a snag or something might come apart. And that, that's happened a couple of times. And for the most part, they've been very sturdy because I've had mine for three, four years and they still hold up really well. And I keep buying them like whenever they bring them back or yes. whatever, I buy them again. So I've got like 15 pairs. Yeah, I buy them compulsively whenever they show yeah. up again because for, particularly, I mean, you're in Florida, so you, all you need is the shorts. But yeah. for me, in warmer weather, and sometimes actually in colder weather, I use them as a layering piece over tight. Yeah. Because the one one of the few, I, I've, I'm really not, I don't really get people who are like, oh, you're wearing a dress in this cold weather, you must be freezing. Well, no, because pants don't, aren't necessarily any more war, warm than a pair of tights or thick leggings or... Yeah. More than one pair of tights, which sometimes I will do. I actually think that's warmer than wearing pants that are loose and allow lots of air circulation between the fabric and your skin. But I must be fucking crazy. I really feel <laughs> like you need to experiment with taggings. I have a pair of taggings. I got one of the first pairs in purple. Oh. Um, and they're fantastic. I love um, them so much. I actually sent uh, 
I think I sent Deb a report. I forget where. Oh, I wore them when we were in um, Disney World in oh, November. Yeah. And I sent Deb sort of a status report of how they held up over you know, epic amounts of walking at Disney World. I feel like they're made from a really similar material as the bike shorts. I think they are. I mean, it's almost... Deb had told me that they're actually from a dancewear company. Yes. Um, which would explain, you know, having this fantastic, thick, but not constricting material. And, and yeah. they're, they are an amazing product. And, I, and they I, fit amazingly wide range yeah. of people. Absolutely. And it's, but they're almost identical to the bike shorts. And um, once upon a time, Avenue had sort of full length leggings that were made yeah. from the same material. I have a few pairs of those left too. And that those were, are also just as amazing. But I use all of that as layering, um, usually over tights on really, really cold days. I can, I can deal with a coat and tights and, and just, you know, have that be all I'm wearing under a dress. Yeah. Uh, in you know up to I would say like mid twenties, but when it gets into like teens and single digits, I need something else on. Although I'm pretty sure that's true of everyone <laughs> at that point. Terrible. Yeah, I love it. So terrible. I love it. Ugh. It was in the thirties today, and I was like, "This is horrible. I don't understand <laughs> what's happening." <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. I love the winter. Ugh, stupid winner. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, today I wore, like, a denim skirt and my Avenue bike shorts and knee-high socks from Sock Dreams. Mm-hmm. And my knees were a little cold. I probably could have put something on there. Um, sometimes I'll layer tights and knee socks. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. And boots. Yeah. Well, I wore my gold boots. Oh, I love those boots. They make me so happy. That's awesome. Yeah. If anybody has any exciting shoe storage concepts for a space that's like three feet wide and two feet deep, let me know. Because I've got like 41 pairs of shoes. Um, my This may not be, I don't know how much wall space you have, but my mom's no. solution used to be she had like a, a big old shelving unit like normal people would put bookshelf, books yeah. on. Um, except she filled it with her shoes. Well, a and... friend of mine on LiveJournal sent me a picture of her setup, and she's got three of those. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, but... I, that's that's why I was so ecstatic to get the shelves on the one, the whole left side is just shelves, and that's where I put all my shoes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, it's so nice to be able to open my closet and be like, oh, there they are. And yeah. not, you know, digging around underneath all of the clothes on the floor trying to find what I'm looking for. Yeah. I've at least got them all in the closet. And like I said, the Fluvogs are on a shelf of their own in their shoe bag. But mm-hmm. everything else is just this, I don't know, terrible stew. Well, my problem is because I have so many shoes, uh, the ones towards the back and on the bottom of every stack get less wear yeah (laughs) because i don't always and and it's one of those things i mean this is the 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 insanity of my wardrobe is that there's so much stuff i forget what i have yeah and i can't tell you how often i will go through and that's part of why i wanted to you know sort of go through my closet again last weekend was i can't tell you how often i will go through and pull stuff out and be like i totally forgot that i bought this 
Well, that's why I photo cataloged all of my shoes. Yeah. And I put them in a set on Flickr. Um, I have a Flickr set that's a photo inventory of all of my shoes. Mm-hmm. And that way I can browse it <laughs> every now and then, which I do because it's comforting. <laughs> but which I also do to see like what I haven't worn and what I may have forgotten about. And I mean, I've got, well, I mean, I've got a spreadsheet of my eyeshadow. I, at some point, will wind up doing it with my dresses and my skirts. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get to a point where I have a photo reference of everything that I have so that I know what I have instead yeah. of forgetting that, yes, I do have the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think we're actually at the hour mark, which makes this not... Not a mini cast anymore. It, so often is how it works out. Uh, but we should probably wrap up here. I hope this episode was not too meandering. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear about other people's storage techniques for clothes. I mean, so do I. Very especially much so. if you if if you do the sort of hoarding that is so common when you're afraid you're never going to find that thing again. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Where do you put all this shit? So definitely hit us up with your brilliant storage and location uh, procedures because I know that I would appreciate, like, if anybody has a brilliant plan for organizing tights so that they're not just a heap of, of little... Putting them in the basket helps. But how is a basket that different from a drawer, man? Well, it's not as constricted. I feel like the basket is easier to, like, take things out of and move things around in. Well, that's all of my belts live in a basket, but I don't know. I think I have too many. Like, it would have to be a really big basket, and I have nowhere to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have been listening to FatCast. I am Leslie Kinzel. You are Rubber rubber Duck. I am Rubber Duck, (laughs) and I'm putting the hammer down. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Marianne Kirby. Pig pen. Pig pen. Pig pen. pen. And I'm hauling hogs. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. 